Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrek.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. So yeah, swinging back then to, to today, and that's essentially, you know, the, the, the tough moments because there are a lot of tough moments mm-hmm. on mountains or life in general, and. Well, you know, the, the, there are some things that you can do to kind of um, spark you. It's interesting because those we all have those moments, and I know you have, I know I have, um, and you hit the brick, the, the proverbial brick wall, and it's almost like, okay, how can I either listen to my mind when it tells me enough's enough? Um, and sometimes that's okay. Uh, you know, it's okay to to turn back and, and, and go down, um, or it's, you know, th- there are other ways that you can, motivate yourself or think okay how can i get over that wall and continue um and obviously if it's safe to do so because that you know that like i said there are times when um you know when and, and you could, we could talk about some of your experiences in the past amazing um as, as well as mine yeah 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 <laughs> um, you know like and, and you and for health reasons you know you've got to you've got to come back but certainly dave i mean in terms of of, of overcoming those the, that that initial little voice in your head that lizard brain that's mm. going no don't go further well normally if i'm on a trek and i get that i'll, I'll just get a helicopter straight away <laughs> um okay is that is that no yeah no, no you, are, you, are, you, lesson, yeah, you are you are right so yeah we've done um you know we've done a lot of treks in the past and certainly you know whether that's in the uk or abroad or high yeah. or low and for some reasons and you can't quite figure it out why sometimes you're just not firing on all cylinders you could yeah. have brought something with you like a little bug, or you could just be tired. You might not have slept right. It could be nutrition, hydration. It, it, yeah, many it all, things, right? It, yeah, it all factors in. Yeah. Sometimes as well, you know, the your, the the frame of mind that you're in before you start a trek. Yeah. Sometimes a trek can be a perfect medicine and a tonic for like clearing away stuff like that. Other times, you know, you might bring that baggage with you, and it yeah. might weigh you down a little bit at times when you you really want to be, you know, free of mind. So yeah. Yeah, I think for me, one of the things that I'll always do, like, because it can start even in training, but if we're going to take a moment on a trek, it's important to sort of take time and to realize and self-analyze exactly why I'm feeling that way. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes, and I've done it as well, you're on a trek and you're just looking down at the ground and you're struggling and you're not in a frame of mind and you've got negative, intrusive thoughts going through your head about... God, I might just quit. I might just go back. I can't be asked for this. Yeah. But actually, it's really important sometimes to sort of sit back, take a breath, and think about why you're struggling so much. Yeah. You know, is it the fact that I'm not fit enough? Is it the fact that I haven't slept enough? Yeah. yeah Have I eaten enough? Have I drank yeah. enough? 
with me, nine times out of ten, is if I have an eat. You have an eat. I was going to say it's usually pure. Yeah, it's your fuel. problem is pure. And the, the tricky thing on the mountains is that you may have eaten the same or more than you normally do on any other day. Yeah. So you don't actually feel like you haven't eaten enough. But in terms of altitude, the extra exertion yeah. that your body's going through, food is fuel. And it happened to me weirdly on my way down Kilimanjaro, which is a great place I to quit because you were, I was because you already you literally already needed a Yorkie bar. Didn't yeah, you? I just I, I just couldn't not be bothered <laughs> to finish the trek. Um, yeah. And you know, and and it takes a moment like when we sat down and I was and I said and I said to Andy I was like do you know what I, I can't <laughs> what did I say I can't be bothered and he was like oh no it's not far you know I mean, you make strong G you on and then I and then I, I think I was a bit more forthright than that I was like get up Dave yeah but I just <laughs> get up Dave we're moving but I remember the feeling and I've had it so many times on tracks as well like yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes when I'm just going uphill in the UK and I think to myself <laughs> I'm just really finding it hard to sort of motivate myself to do it's this. It's interesting, though. I mean, just just reading Sophie's comments there, I had the I had about thought 50 minutes into my last trek. You know what? Yeah, the start it can be hard, especially like you said, Sophie, if you've had a bad night's sleep. Yeah. Um, I know certainly on Killy, I was in that kind of, you know, that was that was the space I was in. I'd hardly slept, and I like my sleep. And um, yeah, the first kind of half hour of, of, of starting to climb Killy was probably some of the hardest. Once you're into it, it, I suppose it's like getting, you know, it's like running or if, if you ever do any cardio stuff, the start's always the hardest, isn't it? Once you're into it and, and your, your body's kind of in a good zone, you feel like you can go for a long time, um, you know, obviously if you're, if you're feeling pretty fit. Um, and it's, it is really interesting then, how do you almost disrupt that thought process? Mm. Like, you know, and there's many, many things you can do, isn't it? You can, yeah. you can probably slap yourself in the face, you can go, um, you know, you could do slap, something, something physical. Get someone else to slap you. You could do that. But I, I think <laughs> the big one that I, I, I always go back to, and, um, you know, I know this is kind of going into maybe the personal development realm, but certainly the why is massive. Um, now, obviously, if there's health stuff, you know, and, and, and it's for health reasons, that's, this is completely different. But sometimes if you are having a difficult moment, and I, I may have said this numerous times over the last few years, but I feel it's a big one, is remember why you're there. Um, and remember why you've already pushed through elements of pain, why you've saved up the money, you booked two years in advance, you've paid for it, you've trained for it, you've bought the equipment for it, you're emotionally involved, and you're on there. And it may be that you're doing it for charity, maybe you're just doing it for you know yourself, self-pride, maybe you're doing it because you know, you, you've got some kids and you want to kind of show them that this is what I want to do. Maybe just going out there just to have fun. Whatever it is, though, it, that, that why can mm -hmm. be really powerful like i'm going to use this as an excuse and i'm, I'm, I'm talking about tube cow a little bit because obviously the first time you know you had to turn back safety reasons and, and you made that choice mm -hmm. and that was the right choice but the second time you went how motivated were you 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 were you, there was no way you were not summiting right? no no summit or cane second time <laughs> no but no you're right yeah so um i mean you you are right yeah. i mean and understanding why you want to achieve something yeah helps and uh everybody is i think is slightly different in terms of what motivates them to take on these treks. Mm. Some people do it for yeah. self gratification, which is fine. Some people do it for charity, which is fine. Yeah. Other people do it because they want to overcome something in their life, some sort of yeah. injury, disability, whatever. And I do think, yeah, you are right. It is a powerful motivator. It is. And I've, I've, I've really had it really like a, an actual, I mean, other than my desire to sort of see these mountains and travel these yeah. places, 
there's very rarely been like a rocket behind me pushing me up. However, you are right. The second time I did Tuktal, yes. my motivation was to correct not the fact that I didn't reach the top. That's part of the course in mountaineering. Yeah, it's it's going to happen sometimes. It's the mistakes that I made leading up to it that I were were naive and silly. Right. Nonsense. So in an yeah. ideal world, and a sensible person, I would have not started the trek. Yeah. I would have said, do you know what? This is one of those times where I've been caught out. I'm not very well. I'm not yeah. strong enough, and I'm not fit enough because I knew that I wasn't. Yeah, but, it, you, but you were like, I'm going to try anyway. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. honestly, it's one of those things where I will tell people, like, I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. Yeah. So there is an element of that. But what I mean is um, I could have just stopped at the refuge. You know, I don't mean not attending the trip. I mean the summit. Yeah. So I could have gone to Morocco, trekked to the refuge, and trekked back, and I would have been healthier, happier, um, and I would have been safer. Now, what I chose to do was because I was stubborn, was that I wanted to reach the summit, even though I knew when I set off that I yeah. wasn't very well and there was no way I was going to do it. Stubbornness is a big one, isn't it? I know Sophie's dropped her in there again. Sophie, I know I'm, I'm, I'm calling out a lot of your comments now, but you say some good stuff, mate. Uh, uh, hey, Emily, I hope all is well. Nice to see you on. Bri Bri, Jim. Uh, here we go. We've got some of our um, Evertrekker veterans. Nice to see you on. Um, but you're right, stubbornness, or the, you know, you can, you can relabel that or, you know, reframe it as the, you know, willingness to not give in yeah dig in deep um you know it, sometimes you don't know you're that sort of person until you're really pushed um and you realize actually you know how strong as a human being you can you can be yeah um you know there are as uh, sophie said there medical stuff and, and i know i keep repeating that because there are times when you know unfortunately we've had ever trekkers and or ourselves you know we've had to turn down yeah a mountain um, I mean, i've done it myself you know because i'm an asthmatic and it doesn't always go to plan um you know i've had to turn around on a mountain um you know even here in wales because of my body um but in most situations you know 99 times out of 100 um you know if your body's in a good place generally you know the the, the it, it's all mental stuff and um i know dave's famous i say famous it's, hopefully it's famous in the community but certainly famous amongst us is around um the mental stuff what is it again was it 90% mental and the other 10% mental? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I, and it's true. Though, no, it? It, it is true. It is, it's, it's a it is true. And the, the thing is, there are ways. So, yeah, that there are ways and means that you can go about strengthening the mental side to your brain. And one thing Brian mentioned here, and I want to talk about it yeah. as well, is that by nice. stressing your body in training, it serves to strengthen the mind. Definitely. And it does this in several ways. So one of the things by repeatedly sort of strengthen, uh, you know, stressing the body and stressing the mind, it trains yourself yeah. to be able to cope with that. Yeah. You know, if you take someone that's never been on a trek before and you take them to a far flung, a far flung part of the world with far flung, a far flung part of the world where there's altitude and you know everything is different, they, you can easily become overwhelmed. Yeah. If you take that person and you give them 12 months of hard training or decent training, where you've done some long treks, some hard treks, some treks where they've had to turn back, some treks in bad weather, and then you take that person, they have a successful trip. Yeah. What's the difference? The mind is stronger, but why is it stronger? It's stronger because you've trained yourself I, beforehand. Yeah. You know, but like that, that's what one of the biggest benefits to me. And one yeah. of the reasons why I why I like to be fit yeah. is because I feel better about myself. Well, you can always respond in a different way as well. I think if, you, if your body's in a, in a good shape, um, you know, I'm not talking about the shape, 
I mean, if you've been in good shape. I've been, um, I've been around <laughs> shape quite a lot. Um, but no, if, if, you, if you feel like you're in shape and you know, your, your physical stuff is good, uh, it's, it's easier to deal with a difficult situation. It doesn't mean that it um, absolves you from, from doing everything you need to do, especially your altitude to acclimatize. Um, you know, you've got to do the same and follow the same processes. But certainly from a mental fortitude point of view, um, it's like a muscle exercise, isn't it? If you do it yeah, exactly. But then again, you know, and, and it's interesting because, you know, we're all we're all different, aren't we? Um, you know, and, and not not everything we say here works for everyone. Like Jerome says there, you know, sometimes ignorance is best. You're right, actually. If you knew how bloody hard it was, you might not have booked it in the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those, isn't it? The, you, it there's that fine balance. Do you know how many treks? And it's all it's usually the ones in the UK. Yeah. Because when I go abroad, I have a tendency to overanalyze all of those trips every day. Yeah. What's this like? What's that like? Yeah. But when I go to the UK, I'll think, yeah, I'll just go do that one row, or yeah, I'll just go this mountain. Yeah, and I always the difficulty levels. And I never think about the difficulty <laughs> levels. And this is this is perhaps complacency. Oh, I've been to Kilimanjaro. How hard can this Munro be? Yeah. And then absolutely battered. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be true. honest with you, there are, that Jerome's right. True. If you'd have told me that there would have been four hours of bog hopping when we went up to the Karua, oh, yeah, Karua Scotland, Bobby, yeah. I would have wished you well, year. my friend. I'd have wished you well because <laughs> I despise doing bogs. I suppose it was it was a good job I didn't tell you about that part of the map. Yeah, it was. I was. I <laughs> selective choice hate bogs i just i'll, I'll yeah, do, you do anything you, do like bogs. you can put me i'd rather trek to a lion enclosure than trek to a bog <laughs> right. right we're gonna prove this yeah I'm gonna, I'm... 100 i would rather do it <laughs> like i i tell you I, it, it drives me insane i don't know why i just find it frustrating yeah. i don't enjoy it it's a challenge that i'd rather not be doing and yeah. in those times in fact this is another time when i had to maintain yeah. my motivation because I knew based on my watch how far into the trek we were. And so you had too much data. I had too much data. Too much data. I knew yeah. what the obstacle was. Yeah. I was in, well, I was in the middle of it. I slipped, I hurt myself. I, I was also, and here's a big thing again, and I, I, I can't keep talking about this enough. Yeah. It's the fuel for me. So if you feel fueled enough, you feel like you can, I can take on anything. You can take on anything. I am not afraid okay. to take on any challenge. Yeah. As long as I've got the fuel, I would rather carry a heavier rucksack. And I, I let myself get poorly influenced that morning. Because if you remember, no, no names mentioned, but it's a great friend <coughs> and an, an, an amazing tracker. But I was packing my bag with my food. Right? <coughs> he knows. And he said to me, Not me, he said, you don't need that. You don't need all that. And I said, really? And he went, no, no, you don't need it. And I was like, are you sure? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah no, you'll be fine. Like, get, get rid of like half everything you bought. You'll have a lighter pack. It'd be easier. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. So I took it half my food. Halfway round, he's eating like chicken drumsticks. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with some dry old granola bar. I suppose you um, were, that, there, there, there's a lesson there. Yeah, which is listen just to your own advice. Trust sometimes. my instincts. You know exactly. Trust your gut. Yeah. Um, and listen to, to if you know if you think you need all that fuel, take it. I mean, <clears throat> granted, right? I do finish a lot of treks with a a lot of food in the bag. You do, which we dig into. Which we dig into at the end. But I think me and you were both the same. We both bonked hard, didn't we? Like on we that did. last drag back to the boffy. I think again, it, because it was a, a route that we hadn't done, there was, uh, you know, it took us longer to do a certain part. <clears throat> and again, it was that bog bit. You, you could, you could talk about, you hit a bit of a wall there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, there was obviously no way you were not getting down, but it was certainly a tough time. And it's probably tougher than most high altitude treks. It's weird, isn't it? Even it's, though you're not altitude, it's tough terrain. Honestly, it's the, yeah. it's, it's the physicality of bogs mm. that 
tax my body in a certain way that I really don't like. Yeah. And I can do other treks that are harder and tougher and longer. Yeah. But it's the fact that I've got the knee issue. Yeah. And when I'm on a bog, it really drives my knee crazy because every time you put your foot down, there's a slight slide. And that slide gets sent up your knee and jazz my knee every time. Yeah. And it really does irk. And if it goes on for an hour, it's fine. If it goes on for four hours, yeah. I start to get a little you tired with it. Rest. Yeah. But yeah, but again, rest. motivation. Well, it's interesting. I mean, obviously there's lots of things at play here and, and talking about um, you know, how to deal with those moments. Um, certainly um, what uh, Debbie was saying there, and Debbie, I uh, hope all is well. Uh, reached EBC a year ago, um, awesome stuff. Uh, I had some really tough moments, but my fellow trekkers got me there. And that's, that's key, isn't it? Sometimes I feel like it's important that if you're in a group of people, um, you, you always work to build connections because I think it's far easier to get there when you've got a team around you mm -hmm. that wants to support you rather than being a bunch of individuals. You know what I mean? And not, not saying this doesn't happen, you know, this does happen on some trips. That's just, you know, you have lots of human beings, you're going to get your pool of people that, you know, are a bit different to everyone else. That happens. But majority of the time, we, we always, you know, and it's hard to choose this, isn't it? Because you don't know who you're going to be with. And sometimes it's a bit of a challenge. But even if you go in with the attitude of, you know what, I'm going to go into this and I'm going to, if someone needs help, I'm going to, I'm going to help them. I'm going to give them a high five. I'm going to, you know, well done. Um, you know, it, you, you're going to, you're going to be a team. You're going to work mm -hmm. together instead of being a bunch of mavericks, even though I like Top Gun. Um, but it, it, it's true. You, you work as a team. Yeah. You get there in the end. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah. That is the important thing. Um, yeah. I like that one. That yeah, was no, a really good. A quote from a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, who actually got from Pete five days ago. Well done, Tam. Congratulations, well done, Tam. my he's friend. A, he's a great guy. We summited Killy with him um, a few years back. And uh, yeah, yeah we, we've had a lot of summits. Um, we had Chris, who actually did, uh, was actually a friend of ours, um, but he's been out in Nepal doing Island Peak and Peak, the jewel. So he's uh, summited um, to 6,000 meter peaks in four days, I think um obviously uh acclimatized for the second one which is always good but yeah definitely we we had other island peak summits and other mara peak summits and i know just some of the comments and whatsapps i'm getting from them was it's tough they had tough moments um especially on mara uh because it was well obviously it's cold but you know it's, it's physically a challenge um and a couple of people on the trip needed you know a bit of a g meet a g up and Luckily, one of our friends is on there, and and, and you know they, they did it together, which was which was fantastic. And, yeah. and Tam, it's great to great to see that happen, and and you know they they all summited, which is fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Um, I mean, those peaks, you always have to find yeah. some something a little extra yeah. on any peak that you do, even sort of whether it's Penavan, Tubal, yeah. anything <clears> like that. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? We're talking about the group dynamics and stuff like that. That can yeah. really really make a difference. I mean, if you have a good group good team, good health, yeah, good dynamics, does. that itself gives you energy. If you don't have that, then if yeah. anything, it, it, it makes it a bit harder. But I remember um, a, a, someone we trekked to Kilimanjaro with um, said to me that, you know, part of the team obviously is the porters and the guides that we have. Exactly. And they're your team um, as well. Yeah. And he said he was struggling up Killy and one of the guides just come up and like just tapped him <laughs> on the back and said, you're doing well. Yeah. And he said it was just, a little it wasn't a big thing it wasn't yeah. you know no one else saw it but it was enough but it was enough just for him to just think nice 
you know, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. Someone has seized my struggle and is recognizing it and helping me. And that yeah. gave him motivation to carry on. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's always funny whenever we do, do one around sort of the mind or mindset and stuff like that. It's hard to pitch it in a way that everybody will benefit. Yeah. Because everybody's mindset is different when they're on a challenge and or a trek. And not everyone is the same every time. Yeah. Because I've said, my history with Morocco has been up and down. Yeah. The first time I went to Morocco and I didn't feel very well and it was boiling hot and I just wanted to go home. I was done with the place. Like I genuinely, yeah. you know, I, I didn't have a great experience. I didn't particularly enjoy the mountain and I was just happy to be home. Then when I was back, it was a couple of days later when I was like, that's unfair on Morocco. I was like, exactly, yeah. and also unfair on myself. Jeez. So then I went back. And I did it again with this laser focus on the summit. Yeah. And but then it was, different experience, it was right? a different experience. But weirdly, it was the last time that I reached the summit in November. Was it November? October. 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 Yeah, we were there. Yeah. yeah. In October, that made the difference. Yeah. Because that was the first time that I went there that I felt like I do when you know the first time I went to EBC changed my life. Yeah. And when I went there, I went there with open eyes and. It was just as much about what I was experiencing every day as it was getting to EBC. Yeah. And that was what I did the third time I went to Tupcar. It was just as much about trekking with my friends, it was trekking great, in it? the Atlas yeah. as it was reaching the summit. It was amazing. And it made everything easier. It's yeah, it's it's, it's great though, isn't it? And I think repetition is a big thing. Because it's, it's one thing I've learned, um, and there's definitely some science around this, is you know, the human brain, obviously a very complicated thing. But there's certain parts of it that you know you've obviously got your conscious thought in terms of what you you know what you're focused on you've got your subconscious and the subconscious is actually more powerful than the conscious because and that comes with with habit or you know doing things that you always done like i don't know just off the top of my head when you say two years old right <laughs> no it's a long time ago for some but you know you've never put on or you never dressed yourself you've never put on a pair of trousers before so you're thinking, do I do I put my left leg in first? Do I put my right leg in first? Mm. Do I do I scrunch it up? Do I just put it and then work it out? You've got to consciously think about that. Now, now, hopefully, um, and hopefully those those trousers got a little bit bigger and they're more like trekking trousers. But I bet you when you put on trousers now, you're not really thinking about how to put them on. Um, and this goes for you know anyone. <laughs> it, it's it's subconscious. Your brain, because you've done it so many times. And I know this is a bit of a weird example, but. It was so it's it's subconsciously you're not thinking about it. It's yeah. being done, and you know it's not such a big thing. And I think the more you you put yourself in a challenging situation, the more times you spend at altitude, the more times you're trekking, things start to become natural because you've done it so many times. It's being done subconsciously. You're not thinking about it. You're thinking about all the other stuff. You're thinking about oh, I want to take a good picture. I want to enjoy it with my friends on yeah. Tupac. You know you you you. you it's different in terms of how you approach it because you're doing it subconsciously. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that as well, yeah. we're talking about motivation. One of the things that I always find interesting about this time of year is that for me, at least it's the hardest time of year to dedicate myself to hard training. Yeah. But it's one of the most important time of year to do it because you're reaching your peak. If you go into Nepal in the spring, reaching your peak. Exactly. If you're going to Nepal, <laughs> so I always I always say Nepal because that's how, you know that's when the most people go to one place. But yeah. also January, February, you've got Kilimanjaro trips. Yeah. You know, um, then you've got Machu Picchu starting soon after. So it is one of those where yeah, this is this is the hard 
this is an area of time where we need to be concentrating on hard graft. How do you stay motivated yeah. to do that repetition and do that training? One of the things I think that does help is when you see the benefit of that actually deployed on a trek. Yeah. So we, I did quite a bit of trekking before I went to my last Tupacal trek because it was with some customers yeah. uh, from the summit zone and I wanted to be at my best and I wanted to be in a situation where I felt good. And so I put a lot of effort into strengthening my legs, which I knew, I knew was a weakness. Yeah, but you, you were conscious. I'll use the conscious, subconscious thing again. But it was, uh, it was something that you were aware of. Yeah. And you were like, right, I've got to do something about that. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, I know I'm going to struggle. Now play on your mind. Exactly. And so how I find myself able to sort of train through the, the, the winter period yeah. is by having, a re, you know, either a replacement or that exact thing. Like, yeah. I, I want to show up at my best yeah. at this. So having a challenge on the calendar, having a date in mind, something that is you're reminding yourself about every single day yeah. really does help. And actually, one thing that helps me as well, and I, I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but this is this is kind of weird. But I watch some TV shows sometimes that really do motivate me. Okay. Now, what I watched recently that made me think, I'm trying. I'm trying to think now and guess. I'm gonna. Go, I don't know if you'll get it. Is it niche? No, it's not niche. It's on Netflix. Okay. Go on, you can tell me. It's called uh, Nyad. Never heard of it. Um, is that what Nyad stands for? No, yeah, yeah. Um, it's on it's, it's on Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's about um, Diana Nyad, who is is it Diana? I think it's Diana. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who is a swimmer, and when she was very young, she tried to swim from Cuba to Florida. Wow. Um, and failed, and then she tried again when she was in her sixties. Wow. And it's such an inspiring story. I, I mean, out, there's so there's it, honestly interesting. It's a it's got um uh Annette Benin, uh Jodie Foster, Reese fans. Okay. It's a really, really oh, good getting, movie. Nyad is getting some love. Yeah, and I I, I <laughs> honestly I watch Nyad and I yeah. she's a complicated character okay. with a lot of different motivations stemming from her childhood and yeah. things that had happened to her in her life. But it's about sort of so many things wrapped up in it. You know, there, yeah. there, there's issues around sort of feminism. There's issues around sort of age. There's issues around belief yeah. and challenge and things like that. And I absolutely loved it. But one of the things that came was amazing, right, was she decides she wants to get back in the water and swim when she's in her 60s. And Jodie Foster plays her coach. And this is about motivation. I'll get there. <laughs> and she has to be in the water for something like 60 hours right right and then her first attempt she's like four four and a half hours and she gets too cold and she gets out and when wow. she's at and a, few, a day or so later her coach says to her listen i need to talk to you about this are you sure you want to do this yeah because i spoke to this guy he's a doctor and he doesn't think it's possible for you i also spoke to another That's guy um this man who's really really good at training and a coach and he doesn't think it's possible for you and the next day she gets back in and she smashes it. And then, <laughs> she, said, and then she says, yeah, I guess what? Yeah, she, as soon as you told me that those guys said I couldn't do it, and they're going, they don't exist. Exactly. I love that. So she was sat there, and all she had to do was tell her that these two men that don't know her said she couldn't do it. Wow. And she so found, she knew what within, within 24 hours, she found the ability to go back in there and smash it. So the mind is capable of, yeah. of making the body go to extraordinary lengths as long as you find the right motivation. Yeah. But Nyad, 
I was uh, blown away by it and um, check it out. Hey everyone, sorry to disrupt your podcast listening today. Um, I just wanted to jump in really and talk about uh, something that's really close to our heart, um, certainly the last kind of four or five weeks, which is Morocco, um, especially after the uh, earthquake um, uh, devastated the region, especially the High Atlas region in Morocco. So we wanted to just jump in really, um, <laughs> disturb your listening, and talk a little bit about Tubcal. Um, absolutely fantastic trip. Um, we've actually got two, a four day and an eight day trip. Um, very physical, definitely challenging, but very, very uh, fantastic place to actually trek. Um, so we'll put the uh, both trip uh, both trip links in the, the notes. Um, d- highly recommend you get on there, have a little look at the trip. Uh, you could even watch uh, Mount Tubcal First Ascent, which is a nice little video that we put together um, from our very own musical Yeti Zach, uh, who went there, uh, took on his first uh, mountain, which was um, Tubcal, which was a bit nuts, but he absolutely um, uh, beasted it, done it, um, and, and talked about his journey uh, both before and after and during, and um, highly recommend you watch that. Um, but right, I'll leave you to the rest of the episode. Um, but definitely, if you're interested in going to Mount Tukal, uh, I'll put the links in the notes and they'll go to the trip pages, have a little read, and yeah, definitely get out there. Cheers, guys. Interesting. Really good. It's, yeah, as Jerome said there, a bit, bit of psychology involved, isn't it? And, um, you know, there's a guy called Tony Robbins that, uh, you know, and, and he, he talks about that, um, although... You know, obviously it's the physical stuff, but he thinks that like 80% of everything is psychological, uh, 20% physical. You know, he, he's, he's all about the um, that kind of stuff. And it's interesting, isn't it? It's almost like, well, how can you do that if you haven't got a Jodie Foster? Hmm. You know, who, who's going to be your coach? Who's going to be the one that will give you that kick up the backside or that little bit of yeah, reverse psychology or a little bit of like, um, uh, you know, basically just trying to get it, get you to give it a go. And sometimes you've got to find that out yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to dig deep. And, and, and I, I go back to what I said earlier on, which is about your why and why you're going out there. And sometimes, you know, it comes down to the simple stuff, which is, you know, you, you, the, the things that you've always heard, like life is short, you know, um, live. I heard a saying once and live like you're running out of time. You know, if you make decisions based, if you were running out of time rather than, I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it next week you're going to do that more often and that's that comes down to training that comes down to going on trips you know being with other people you know with family whatever it is you know that there's and I know we're kind of again delving into other stuff now not necessarily trekking stuff but it, it, it all works together and, and sometimes you've got to realize that you know you're not here forever it is a finite amount of time um, and we want to make the best of that as much as we can do the best we can and sometimes that's the stuff that you need to kind of spark you into action that if you do hit the wall on a trek, maybe that, maybe you'll think, well, instead of going through, I'll just go around. We'll beat that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I yeah. Mean, I've got to use ex- expletive every now and again. Yeah, no, you are right. Yeah, it is. And I think, yeah, it's crazy about, you know, the difference between physic- physically what you understand about yourself and mentally what you're actually capable of. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a big believer, you see, I think in the, in the, in the training as well, you know, in yeah. terms of what that can do for you psychologically, because if you stress you, but if you, if you live a life where you're not stressing yourself, either your body or your mind, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to push yourself sometimes. You yeah. Know? You've got to come to the edge of it. You know, you've got to not, not to the danger and obviously not, not talk about the edge of a cliff or anything like that, but 
um, proverbial edge. Uh, you know, sometimes by doing that and, and, and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, not, not to the extent that it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, earlier this year we were talking about, um, you know, how about to grow your comfort zone instead of escaping it, which is a different way of thinking, but it, it still works, you know, in terms of um, if you can expand your knowledge, expand your experience, your comfort zone increases. Yeah. So you're not always in the red and the amber zone, which, you know, can be a little bit dangerous. And again, I go back to the subconscious conscious, where you've got to start thinking about it. The more things that you do naturally, it, it you know, it is, um, uh, the more things that you, you learn and educate yourself and experience, then you don't have to think about it. Just, it just means you're going to have a far better time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's something that even now that like we talk about motivation, we've had to become quite motivated the last week. So yeah, which I thought was a really good segue yeah, yeah. into talking about this year's charity challenge. So uh, if you remember last year, we did the Yeti Yuletide challenge, which uh, is a, it started last year and we did uh, the cold water dip. We raised about 1200 pounds. I think it was 1300 pounds uh, for Brecon Mountain Rescue which um, you know, was our chosen charity um, and we've support and they're in the middle of um, essentially um, having a whole new um, uh, base camp, essentially. They're building their, um, their you are knocking it down and rebuilding it, essentially. Um, their head, uh, head offices uh, up in uh, Brecon. Um, so we wanted to support that this year as well in our challenge. So a little bit different. Um, obviously last year, there was a lot of cold water. It was brilliant. Um, it was a bit of a nutcracker, wasn't it, Dave? Uh, yeah, I've been more comfortable in my life, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, and this year was something a little bit different. I see that Jody has put in the link already. Look at that, organized. Um, if we call it stepping up to the summit. So essentially, we are in the gym, uh, believe it or not. Uh, we're, um, we're actually, um, if you ever use like a Stairmaster, essentially, oh, it's in there twice. Um, we are basically doing the steps it takes to get to certain peaks. And the more we raise, the more steps that myself and Dave and some of the other Yetis have to do. Um, yeah. Now, some of the steps, like if you click onto that page, it should give you a little bit of a breakdown, hopefully. Um, and I will bring, there we go. So it's got bit.ly forward slash stepping up to the summit. Have a little look on there because it will um, it'll give you a bit of a rundown. Obviously, we've got our starter. Obviously, we've got <clears> Stable, <throat> we've got Penavan. Mm -hmm. We've got some other peaks in there um, all the way to Everest. And Everest is just over... 86,000 steps that we essentially have to do. Yeah, so please, please donate. <laughs> It'd be great if you could. It's um, only it's a lot of steps. Board, though. You know, I'm just telling them. <laughs> 86. Uh, 86,000 steps. 86,000? 86,000 oh, steps. Oh, okay, yeah, no. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, yeah, we, we decided to get a head start. So we've been doing some. We started over the last 48 hours. Um, and we're going to be building up to it. We will be releasing some pictures and some images and videos so you can see how we get on. But yeah, anything you can donate obviously goes towards Brecon Mountain Rescue. Um, obviously, it's a charity that uh, you know does a lot for the mountains, does a lot for Evertrek is in the mountains, keeping people safe, the rescues. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they've been very busy the last few years with the you know the growth of people in the mountains, um, which is both awesome, but obviously that means that more things happen. Um, so they're a great charity. We love supporting them. Um, especially, you know, in, it's in an area that obviously we um, spend a lot of time. Um, so yeah, there's the link. Uh, it'd be awesome if you can uh, obviously uh, donate. Uh, we'll be doing it over the next, I think it's next couple of weeks. 
Um, and we obviously the, the more you raise, the more steps we have to you're, do. You're in the so gym. Think of our pain. You're in the gym tonight, then. I am. Yeah, I might donate. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, oh, that's what it God. is. Whenever you're in the gym, I'm going to donate. Well, as always, we're team players here. Um, oh yeah. You know, you and uh, it's all about the team. Yeah. So Dave, I'm waiting for your steps. I'm to... going in. I might. I might do it tonight or tomorrow morning. Okay, tonight it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet you can't wait. No, I'm only joking. Um, no, but it's something that we we obviously love doing with it with the charity stuff and uh, you know Rosie uh, and Zach, a couple of our yetis, um, you know, be working hard on on getting this off the ground and um, obviously we'll be sharing a lot more stuff over the, the coming coming days and weeks. Yeah. Um, as we lead up to Christmas. Um, but Dave, I know there's some questions. We'll, we'll take some questions. There's a couple more announcements as well. Yeah. Um, but should we dive into some of the cues? Yeah, so the first one I spotted was... Um, nothing to do with motivation. No, nothing oh, to do with motivation. That's fine. It can Let be... Let me guess. It's about equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, any questions about kit, altitude, yeah. whatever you need to know about, just fire them in. Um, Anna Brown has said uh, she's recently signed up for Tupcar. Awesome. Awesome. Well done. Uh, featured heavily in this week's Tuesday tune-in with my own little experiences next to June. Um, any sleeping bag recommendations? Yeah, Ooh, so the question. bag that I use on my two Calprex is the Rab Ascent 700. Yeah. It's a four-season sleeping bag, but it's not the most extreme that they got, <laughs> um, but it's also perfect for, you know, um, Morocco. In June, you're not really going to need a full sleep season anyway, but yeah. it does get cold when the sun goes down. So that bag is probably the perfect. In fact, that bag is one that I recommend for almost all of our trips, unless you're going sort of higher, higher to sort of 6,000 yeah. meter peaks and things like that. Yeah. If you need a really good trekking bag that's pretty good for all four seasons, then the Rab Ascent 700, go for that one. Yes, it's a good sleeping bag. I've got the same one, um, used it on multiple trips. There are there's obviously many sleeping bags out there and, and obviously you can hire them because they are a big expense um you know especially if you just go for a weekend in, in tubecal hopefully it's not your only trip so you can use it for other trips um you know certainly uh, for bri bri who's not booked on a trip um hopefully uh i know he's, he's keeping that that winner that uh, competition winner speech he's so. got he's got he's been keeping that for a while now just dust it off every time <laughs> um, um jerome any progress news about treks in europe yes yeah, so it's been a essentially we've got a lot of plans going into next year mm. essentially so um obviously now we're creeping towards kind of christmas aren't we we're, we're, we're getting close to that um there may be kind of um maybe what upcoming but we've actually um recruited uh, kind of teams now in uh, over 10 countries new countries um quite a lot in europe actually because you know we know that we want to grow and do some more kind of weekend stuff and uh, kind of things in Europe. Um, obviously, Europe's a bit different, isn't it? It's definitely more expensive, um, you know, compared to kind of going, um, you know, say Nepal or, or some of those countries, just because of the, you know the economics of those locations. But yeah, we're certainly really excited for some of these trips. And yeah, um, you know, I'm sure you can guess some of them. Um, but I know we we had some comments last week around, I believe it was like looking at obviously the. Um, you know, like Switzerland, looking at Iceland, um, you know, looking at Romania, we're looking at Slovenia. Um, just as an example, we've also got some stuff in Madeira. Um, we're looking at some stuff. Um, where else in Europe, Dave? I know you, you, you've been on it with this stuff. Yeah, I know. Costa Rica. I'm on my holidays, man. <laughs> Trying to get it done. But um, yeah, you're meant to be off this week, Dave. I, I am off this week, yeah. Technically. Technically. 
<laughs> technically. But um, you know, dedicated, dedicated to these guys right here. But anyway, it's um, dedicated. What other countries we looked at? Uh, uh, so yeah, we got we got Jordan, some, the one you looked. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, if they, if you can, if you Google like trekking highlights across the world, it's pretty much all included there. Um, it is. It's you know, we've big ones. We've got stuff in. Uh, we're looking at stuff in Greece. We're looking at yeah. stuff in Madeira. We're looking at stuff in Slovenia, Romania, Chile. Uh, we've got a new trip in Chile. Coming. Yeah, Chile, Iceland, Switzerland. You know that Chile one? And I know Jordan, this, is, this is just a, which is a little bit further off Europe. A little bit further away from Europe, but that's going to be an epic because there'll be an opportunity to actually go to Antarctica um, on 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 the back of that as well. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we've got some epic ones. Obviously, Europe is, is is great because it's so close to us, right? We wanna we wanna get some um, awesome kind of similar to like our two car weekender. We wanna do some more trips like that around Europe. Obviously, we've got the big trips um, that we we still wanna do, and there's, there's some amazing places you can still go in Nepal. Uh, you've got Langtang, you've got the Manaslu circuit, you've got Kanchenjunga circuit. Three of the kind of newer trips, I'd say that we. Why wash in Peru? Yeah, again, one of our newer trips we released this year. Um, yeah. you know, there are other trips that we're we're growing into, but obviously we know there's there's the, there's the popular ones. Um, um, certainly, there's uh, there's so many uh, kind of uh, so many places you can go. And yeah, Romania, Simon mentioned there is something that um, uh, yeah we got we got a couple of itineraries in each of these countries, mm -hmm. so it's not just going to be one trip. And um, but like anything, we we don't you know we don't just kind of release these and off we go. You know, we want to make sure that they're they're, they're up to scratch um uh, you know it's likely we'll get some kind of test pilots and, and do it that way and, and and make sure that they're up to our standard um before we kind of you know go big with them but uh, yeah we know that everyone wants to um uh, everyone wants to um you know go on these trips colin from tamil <laughs> colin hey colin congratulations Con on the mera peak summit my friend Congratulations, Macy. Congratulations to the rest of the guys yeah. as well. I know there's one big bearded Yeti there as well that you're probably <laughs> looking forward to getting away from. But um, congratulations, guys. Really proud of everything you achieved. You smashed it. Yeah, be interesting. Colin, whilst you're here then, what was, um, how did you find it phys physically wise? Um, you know, I know, I know you, you, you've obviously done all the Monroes in Scotland, some of them more than twice. Um, but yeah, how did uh, how did you find Merapi? It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. Mate. I'm not sure they can remember it, judging by some of the photos I've seen from Lukla. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, a bit of a had a bit of a uh, party. Yeah, yeah. when, when I said they smashed it, I think they mean the bar. Um, yeah, they, I think they. Uh, well, there's a lot of rehydrating to be done after you've done a six thousand meter pace. Whilst waiting, um, hopefully Colin can uh, drop us another message. Um, but yeah, this week we did launch, and it's it's something we've never done before. So it was kind of one of our biggest ever um, kind of sales, really, which, you know, we, we've obviously done um, some things over the past, some different, you know, free trips, things like that. But we, it's the first time we've ever done Black Friday, um, which is this Friday coming up. Um, so all this week and into next week, um, there are some deals on that you can book on um, and get up to £400 off. So definitely check your emails. I know most of you are on our email list as well. There is a, um, a post uh, it's been shared in, in the High Altitude Ever Trackers and on this page on Facebook. Um, obviously, if you're on the podcast, I will put a link to this. Um, but yeah, definitely have a little look at that because obviously you can get some money off trips. Um, and it's our biggest ever kind of discounts that we've done. Um, so if you're looking to book onto any future trips, yes, that's you, Bri. Um, then definitely get in. It's, uh, yeah, Black Friday deals. It's weird, isn't it? We've, I always, whenever I think of Black Friday, I'm always thinking about anchor power banks, televisions, you know, tech. 
Yeah, I, 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 I feel like it, it, it's definitely growing in the travel industry. Hopefully, I bought a Nutra Bullet. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. On Black Friday, okay. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, my other one broke. I mean, I, I think it broke because I didn't use it for five years. <laughs> but now I've got. Are you going to use this one, or is it going to be another? No, five no, years? it's just a space in the cupboard that needs to be filled now. So, um, yeah. So I bought, I bought the Nutra Bullet. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah. So with, uh, yeah, with our Black Friday, definitely get on that. Um, I know. Uh, some of you might have already had the emails and had a little look at it, but uh, obviously we've got some newer trips that we've released that we've just talked about. Um, you know, if you're looking to do any of those, obviously you can uh, pay on deposit, uh, also uh, pay monthly as well. Or uh, if you really, you know, some people are just paying full for their trips and getting a little bit of extra discount, which we're doing at the moment. Um, yeah, do that as well. Yep. Um, right, Dave. Well, I know we're, we're kind of winding down. Any any questions, obviously, for me and Dave to answer? That's what we're here for as well. I know we've had a few. Um, and it's always whenever we talk about mindset or motivation like this, we always know the questions are less. Um, but I suppose actually, maybe this is a question for the community. What like because we've talked about what we do. Is there anything that you guys do like? Because you know we don't know all the things that work for everyone. But when it comes to um, you know when it comes to to getting you know climbing over that proverbial you know wall or you've hit that wall, what what's worked for you? You know in that moment. To kind of push on is there anything that um you know any little bits that you could share with everyone if you want to just around um you know motivation is there anything that works for you the rocky soundtrack yeah that's interesting isn't it the rock music we haven't really talked about mu music what that does to you podcasts and music are a big one for me every time i go away because you know i yeah. sleep with my headphones in listening to stuff yeah um so Sometimes my headphones die. You'll be listening to it as well. But uh, yeah, no, I always do that. It's something that um, quietens the lizard sometimes, you know. So particularly, <laughs> like you know, if I'm particularly having like a cold like night or something in a tent, yeah, I find having something to listen to enables me. Do you think it distracts you? From distracts me from it, yeah. Like because there are some things that are really hard to get around, and um, yeah, you know, being if you're cold, and a lot of people sometimes they come back and they say, oh, "I love the trip. It was really cold," and I'm like. You went to the Himalaya. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's always cold at night. But sometimes, you know, like uh, we had a cold night on Tucal. It was weird. It was really nice. It really good weather. Then the one night you know, uh, when we got back from the summit, it was really cold. Yeah, it was. And I remember thinking, having some music on or some podcasts and stuff like that. I suppose you're right, actually. Yeah, it does. Really, it does distract you. It does, yeah. I, I music think, is funny, isn't it? I, some people like to listen to music when they're in a, say, in the middle of a really difficult climb. Yeah. Me. It, it, it aggravates me. I like to be in the pain cave. Yeah. So weirdly, when I'm on my bike or when I'm hiking and cave. I'm going up a really steep hill and it's like lung busting and it's difficult, I do, yeah, the pain, I don't know why, it's like the pain cave. I need to kind of embrace it. That'd try to gym name, wouldn't it? Yeah. Try to distract <laughs> myself from it. Yeah. Doesn't stop the pain in my body. So the way that I've got to get over that is to take the headphones out, embrace yeah. the pain cave, and uh and actually manage it that way that makes a good point there really really good way of, of doing it I, I, like like visualization i take it down yeah so yeah when i run marathons i would always focus on how it would feel crossing the finish line when things got tough work for me yeah it's really interesting so yeah that visualizing is that what you mean mate yeah so that basically when you're you know thinking about how you're going to feel when you've achieved it when you've mm. summited or when you've done something yeah it's really good i like that i like that see guy. i've never ran a run a marathon Jody has run loads and I've told you I've run two halves, two halves and there was two weeks in the middle. 
So can I say I ran a marathon with a bit of a break? Uh, I think <laughs> if you, a I, I think if you go to bed between challenges, break. right, and you sleep for more than twenty minutes, then that counts as two ta- challenges. Really? But do you know what it is though? I seriously, I could walk a marathon. Well, I have done. I was going to say, you've um, done it a few times. Yeah, a few times. But there's something about the mindset of marathon runners and ultra runners yeah. that I seriously respect because I don't have it. <laughs> because when I ran, when I crossed the finish line at the half marathon, yeah. the concept that that would potentially be halfway nearly made me vomit. <laughs> like I was, I was, I was. That's, that's true. That's true. So okay. the yeah, mindset yeah. to be able to run for 20 because walking it <clears throat> is relatively doable for most people yeah depending on the terrain whatever but running for 26.2 miles is it 26.2 miles it a marathon? i believe it is yeah i yeah. i seriously it's tough it's i don't know I, I got massive respect for them it's like jody when um it's funny with jody when we when she went and she gives she's way tougher than she gives herself credit for just something Be, because she summited killy yeah. with a completely knackered knee she ran a marathon with a bad leg yeah it was funny though because all the pictures of her running the marathon she was like this <laughs> like and then and then you see her and she's, and she's, she's, she's the was, one on the comments she now. She the end the like this <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah but what, what sarah said there think about the first shower and yeah the, and the cold beer the rewards what are you going to get at the end of that i like that i like that that could definitely work for me there, there are actually a couple of questions uh, jerome um it's not a strange question no question strange do ever trek have any destinations with no trekking no uh, are we doing that? Uh, we, no, we, we, no, we, we do. Um, we do, but it's you'd have to. No, no, we do. It's it, essentially like we do get people who come on trips, and you know, like as a couple. Um, and sometimes, you know, one person wants to do the trek, another person wants to chill at the hotel, and then they, uh, like for example, we've had um, um, one of our yetis actually, and his um, his wife Rachel. Uh, he climbed Kili. After Kili, then they went and they did Zanzibar. Um, and others went to do the safari. So there's there's always those bits. Obviously, because we are a, a trekking company, it, it it's hard. Obviously, because but we do the we do the um, the extensions, um, which you can do on its own, really, if you had to. Um, you know, with like say some people go to Nepal, uh, even if you wanted to do like the shorter trek, like Poon Hill, and then you did Chitwan afterwards, like Chitwan, you know, is is like a four or five day trip that you can do on its own. Um, you know, certainly some place to visit. Same if you go into like Ecuador doing the summits of fire and you wanted to do like Galapagos Islands for five days. There are other bits that we we're trying to kind of grow that area in terms of um, doing more stuff, you know, after you finish the trek. But there, there'd always be some sort of walking involved um, with the way we do it. Maybe, you know, we'll, we'll be putting some different activities, but because of, of obviously what we do um, is part of it. But yeah, good, it's, it's a good point, though. And yeah, I appreciate because you want to bring, you know, you want to bring the wife or the husband along um but yeah they, definitely there are other stuff yeah they, they could do base camp it's beautiful uh <laughs> jody's actually come up with a great um hack here okay uh, first of all she did say she did smile on some of the miles um but one so on good. the subject of smiling yeah. one of her main motivation hacks when running or hiking is she tries to smile when she hits a mile mark I like that. she read that it helps apparently it relaxes the body but also helps me get out of my head and concentrate on the bigger picture it's good what i'm saying because like, i've I feel like I, like I'm a I smile a lot. So if I'm smiling as I'm running, mm. what do I do when I get to that mile? Then I just go train. Do I? <laughs> so do the reverse. Do the reverse. I mean, it depends. If you're on the great, if you're on the Greek Lenko challenge, it's a picture of me at a mile marker, and I'm giving it the finger. That's true. Uh, but because they That's lie, true. 
they, they, it wasn't a mile. Like, true. and they weren't a mile between each marker. <laughs> like, um, Sophie's asked as well. I was going to ask, are you still doing the pay monthly 48 months and above? Yeah, you should be able to. When you, unfortunately, with the um, when it goes in, it gives you examples, and the example it gives you is is, is usually 12 months. Uh, when you go to book a trip, if you do go book to and, and, and click on the date and go to book it, um, when you go through and you get to choose the monthly payments, all the monthly payments are there. Um, some of them are a lot longer than that, essentially. So do have um, a little look um, at that. Yeah, definitely, Sophie. If there's any trips that you you kind of want to book, you know, over two years in advance, um, and there's some that um, you know it may appear from the outset. We are working on adjusting it. It's, it's unfortunately it's a bit of the tech. It's not it's not an easy change. Um, because obviously, yeah, like yourself, you know, it, it can be like, oh, they only do 12 months, but it is more. It's just you've got to go into book it. When it then you've got the drop down, it shows you about the months and you'll be able to select it. Um, yeah, so apologies for the confusion on, on that, guys, um, because, yeah, we, we know that people book, you know, sometimes, you know, two years or more, um, you know, which is great. And it's nice to get that plan. It's not nice for motivation, isn't it, to, to kind of have something to aim for. Um, you know, sometimes that's not. In a few days so yeah definitely uh when yeah. i get back from killy i want another challenge fantastic awesome um what right, dave kind of winding down to the closure today yeah any final thoughts on um on, you know um you know when the tough gets going go and get tough and i just think yeah no i think yeah, the mo yeah. motivation to first yeah. of all take on these trips motivation to train for them and then motivation <laughs> when you're on them is something that i think yeah don't over don't overlook it do a lot of research because not everyone is the same and people have different methods to get to different points. Yeah. But certainly there's a lot you can do to support <clears throat> the body and there's a lot the body can do to support the mind. Yeah. So, you know, when you do all your training, don't forget that the most important muscle is the one between your ears. And um, yeah, that makes a big difference. Like nice. Thanks as well, Andy. Uh, this is Andy Owl, who's just in the comments there. Uh, the Tuesday tuning gives me the motivation for my trip to Killy next September. Keep up the great work, fellas. Oh, thanks very much, Andy. Um, means a lot, man. Hopefully you found today useful. I know it's a little bit different whenever we're talking about, you know, using the mind and, um, you know, it doesn't get as, as much kind of buzz as, as when we're talking about, um, you know, boots or equipment, but massively important, massively important, if not the most important thing in our mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to um, help you going forward. One last thing, because I know <laughs> we've almost missed off what we should have no, mentioned earlier. What we said about um, earlier. We did mention a little bit, but give another shout out. We, we're inviting Tori from, um, uh, like I say, local who's coming next week um, to talk about her journey, um, uh, obviously climbing Everest. Um, and also as well, there'll be other stuff. And, and I think it's it'd be great to chat to her um, and just hear about some of the things that helped her, helped motivate her, what drove her to summit Everest at 25, you know. And um, it's always interesting to hear kind of behind the scenes you know what she got out of that and what it's mm. done for her life um and that that doesn't mean everyone has to climb everest does it you know but it means that you know what you know what what can you use for or what nuggets can you glean from her yeah um to use for your own everest essentially um but yeah we'll be back next week uh, have an awesome week and weekend yeah um, whatever you're doing stay motivated and uh, yeah we'll see you next week take care bye bye <laughs>